listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott. I'm excited you guys are all here with me today. Today, I'm going to be giving out so much value that you guys definitely want. If you're driving right now, feel free to soak this up. But 100%, you're definitely going to want to double back and get ready to actually take notes on this stuff because it's something that is going to save you a ridiculous amount of money and it's something that you can do for yourself, for your friends, for your family every six months to be able to get an additional six figures in funding. Uh, you can get several six figures in funding. You know, At the end of the day, you can get 10, 20, 30 credit cards uh, by doing this application sequence and get a 90% uh, success rate of, of approval. So um, this stuff Long story short, there, there's people out there that you can pay to be able to get, you know, pay four or $5,000 to be able to have somebody do it for you. Or um, you can, there's another platform out there that people will charge uh, upon uh, approval rate, upon, you know, success. Uh, they will charge anywhere from 10 to 20 something percent of whatever they get you. And a lot of people like those methods because it is more guarantee. However, this is something that once you're educated on and understand how to do this, and this is what I'm, I'm passionate about. I don't, I, I literally started Credit Council Elite for the simple fact that I don't want you to not know how to fish, right? Like I want to teach you how to fish so that you're saving more money and you can do this for yourself or your circle of influence every six months and to be able to build up several six figures in funding, even seven figures in funding within a year's time frame. So if you think and believe that you can actually utilize an additional six figures in funding or even up to seven figures in funding at zero percent interest uh, or learn how to move it around and get all the bonuses for sign up bonuses and so forth and you believe that's valuable then make sure you hit that subscribe button for ready set go real estate investing podcast and after listening to this episode i know you're going to get so much value do me a favor and leave a review uh, it just helps the algorithms with iTunes to be able to promote it out there and and uh, and appreciate the love tremendously. This is something that, honestly, I only have in my Platinum uh, package for Credit Council Elite as well as Elite. And it's very, very valuable. It truly is. So you guys are getting a huge treat today. Um, and not enough. The reason I'm giving it out is because it was a last second type of thing. And uh, I actually had a couple of clients that are struggling with this. So I'm hoping to just pour in extra value for them. And then truth be told, not enough people out there are actually taking action. That's just what it is. So uh, I could I could tell you exactly step-by-step step what to do, how to do it, and so forth till I'm blue in the face and not enough people out there will take action. I pray that this hits you differently and you do take action, you reap the rewards and benefits from it, and you make that impact, that shift within your family not, you know, it starts with yourself, but then your family and the income and the, the product of you pouring into your, your knowledge right now and spending the time here with me, uh, it, it will really rock your world and change it because I know it's done it for myself, for my family, for my friends, and for all my students that are taking action on this stuff. It, it can definitely be life-changing. Uh, and if uh, you haven't actually taken advantage of getting uh, action driven that has been able to shift so many people's lives. So you can find action driven on, let me see, boom, right in, right in there. You can find action driven on Amazon. Um, definitely want to take a, you know, get a copy of that. Otherwise, if you subscribe to Ready, Set, Go Real Estate Investing Podcast, as well as leave a review, I will uh, just send me a screenshot of that and, uh, and that you're sharing it out and spreading the love. And I will send you a book absolutely free for Action Driven, okay? So with that being said, let's dive into it. How, th this is what it's going to be about. It's how to get several six figures in funding 
and get a 90% uh, approval rate for your application sequence. I know that's long. I know that uh, might be confusing if this is the first time hearing it, but what it is, is just applying for 10, 20, 30 credit cards all at once and getting and knowing like damn well certain that you're going to get um, a huge majority of these 90% actually approved. And, uh, and if you're doing it the right way, you can, um, you can get just huge credit lines as well. So uh, this will help you in many ways, because as you might know, uh, more credit lines, you can put it to work. It also helps out with your overall utilization. If you have, let's say 4 million in uh, credit limits, and you know, you're actually actively using 1 million, that's only 25% of your utilization that will help you drastically, right? You're still, your credit score will stay up high. Also, the older that your credit cards uh, become over time, they become more valuable and you can actually lease them out uh, as authorized users and sell those positions. Uh, most cards get anywhere from five to 10 positions and you can make money from those. So it can be extremely valuable. Uh, long story short, you want to do this, okay? Like you want to do this. Anybody out there that says and gets all scared, like, oh my God, you're applying for, you know, 10, 15, 20 credit cards at once. You're crazy. No, no, no. I'm going to show you the step-by-step -step and um, you can remove all the hard inquiries afterwards. Like it never even existed. It's not going to affect your credit uh, in to a certain degree. It will hurt your, your age. Um, it will lower that. But as long as you don't have any big finances coming up as far as like a mortgage, um, really just a mortgage, then everything else should be uh, fine and, and dandy um, for that for that six month period. So uh, let's just dive into it. So uh, step number one, and this is a 10 step process. So if you're taking notes, like I highly, highly encourage, then make sure to write this down. There's 10 steps and there are a lot of uh, like sub categories, steps in between. So this first one, uh, step one, there's five different little sub parts. Okay, so uh, just bear with me on that and make sure that uh, you're taking notes properly instead of getting confused with this stuff. But um, overall, you want to evaluate your credit score. There's six factors that make up your overall FICO score and the lenders judge you on all six. So you have to be educated and truly understand and know like what the, the creditors are looking at and how your credit score is being made up at the end of the day. So uh, you want to evaluate your credit report and look at all six main factors. So, um, you know, I guess A would be your overall credit score. Just to know exactly where you're at, what you can do is uh, you can go to annualcreditreport.com and get a free report. You can literally reach out to the three credit bureaus and ask them for a free report. You can do that uh, weekly because since COVID, they announced that they'll just give out a free weekly report. Um, you can also uh, utilize, I wouldn't recommend Credit Karma it, because it's people get confused with that. It's a Vantage score, not a FICO. It can be 150 points off, either up or down. So uh, that's not going to be your actual credit score. However, a lot of the uh, six boxes, there's good education on there for you to make a better understanding of what that looks like. Also, uh, if you want a deeper dive into the six boxes and how to purchase properties with credit cards and so forth, then a good starting package that they should have been teaching you in school would be our gold package for Credit Council Elite. You can check that out at creditcounselelite.com and uh, the gold package, it's, uh, it's discounted right now. I believe it's at $800 in comparison to $1,200. So um, that can be something very valuable for yourself to actually get a deeper dive education on the six boxes, but, um, and also utilizing my score IQ is something that uh, can, can really help out tremendously by uh, getting your most accurate FICO. So once you actually see your score, you wanna take a look at the utilization. Um, long story short, the, the utilization is very, very crucial and there's different categories to it. 9% or below, you'll be in the best category. However, uh, you really want to be at one to three percent utilization. 
the top one percenters out there have that and it it you can just slide in and mix in with them it's going to be very good for you and if you can hold that for about a couple months two three four months then prior to actually doing your application sequence it's going to be extremely beneficial because they're going to constantly see that now that doesn't mean don't utilize your credit that means utilize the heck out of your credit get very big limits um but pay it off before the statement closing date now that's the most crucial part that many people just don't understand and aren't aware of the statement closing date is the date that you want to really be mindful of and pay off before then so that the balance is little to none and then it reports out to the three bureaus with that low utilization. So keep that in mind. Um, the next is going to be looking at any derogatory remarks, any negative remarks. So there's two, realistically there's three, but um, two is going to be payment history as well as uh, any collections. Collections can be uh, like derogatory remarks, it can be actual collections, charge-offs, it can be bankruptcies, foreclosures, repossessions, uh, liens, like court-ordered, child support, um, etc. So long story short, you don't want any of that stuff. Now, the longer that it's been on there, uh, over time, it will make less of an impact, but it's still not good to look at, Okay. Uh, the, if the banks can see it, it's still not a good sign for you. So you do want to remove those. You want to do credit repair. Uh, we have techniques in Credit Council Elite that you can actually remove this within anywhere from 24 hours to 10 days. So if that's value to you and you know you need help with that, then you can always reach out. We have a do it for you service as well um, for creditrepairmobile.com. And we've been able to remove bankruptcies in one month's time. That was our best, but we've had other ones take over a year. So uh, credit repair can be one of those things that some of it, it, a lot of it is out of our control, but we are very good at what we do. And we pride ourselves at getting some really amazing results for our clients. So if you're interested in, in learning more about that, then you can check out creditrepairmobile.com or just reach out to us on, on uh, Instagram. It's Brandon Elliott Investments, otherwise Facebook for facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott investor and uh, somebody will respond back to through uh, the DMs to you. But um, but any derogatory remarks or late payments, how it looks is the first year or less, it's going to be the worst impact for you, hurt you drastically. Once it gets over a year and it's less than two years, then it hurts you still drastically, but a, a heck of a lot less. Uh, it's still very bad for you though, just so you know. And then once it is over that, then it doubles. Uh, anything, it, it makes a lot less of an impact, but, um, but basically within four years and less, it is judging you. Once it's over four years old, uh, and that's collections, derogatory remarks in general, or, um, or late payments, then yes, it is still, it, it's, it's on there, but it's not hurting your FICO score anymore. Okay, if that makes sense, like your, your score isn't necessarily getting affected after it's four years old, um, but you want it removed. If you have a bunch of those, it's not helping, just so you know, okay? So reach out to us or learn how to do this stuff yourself and uh, or apply for a credit counselor elite to be able to get educated and learn this stuff um, because it's very, very crucial. So um, the next one is going to be your average uh, age of credit. So um, if you have your average age of credit, that's one of the six boxes. It makes up 15% of your FICO. Um, it's, it's something, basically they add up all of your overall uh, credit cards or accounts in general. It could be mortgages, personal loans, uh, student loans, auto loans, retail credit cards, or regular credit cards. There's six factors that make up um, your, your accounts. So any of those can be added together, uh, all the age behind each individual one. And then once that's totaled together, then they divide it by that many accounts they just added together. You get your average, okay? Um, now with your average age, anything a year or under, it's gonna hurt you drastically. Truthfully, you really don't wanna do a mass apply until you're over five years average credit age. But if you wanna get into the best of the best category, you gotta be over, you know, the first uh, one to put you in green is gonna be seven years plus. Ideally, the best of the best category is nine years plus. Okay, so just keep that as your main goal. 
to put that category that that makes up 15% of your FICO. It's not huge, but it's still something significant, right? Uh, you want to get to nine years plus average credit age. Now you might ask yourself, okay, well, how the heck am I supposed to get older credit cards? Like, how can I move back in time to be able to do this? Well, you can utilize and either purchase or uh, utilize people within your circle of friends and family uh, to be able to be added as an authorized user onto their accounts. Now, make sure that with the authorized user, it's a good open active account, nothing derogatory, no late payments, nothing bad on this account itself. Make sure that the balance is very low, if any, and, and that it is old as heck. Okay, the older, the better. Uh, if you can get a 20, 30, 40 year old credit card from grandma or your parents, then it can help out drastically um, because they're going to add that age into it, divide it by an additional account, and it will slowly increase your overall uh, credit score, boosting up your score, as well as just putting you in that best category. So um, if you need more information on that, you can reach out to us. Uh, we deep dive into other episodes on authorized users. We have a business for that as well. If you need help, we can either educate you on how to get it for free, or, uh, or even if you have ones that you want to sell, we can make, we can show you how to make money from it as well. Um, and we have discounted ones in comparison to finding them online if you can't find friends and family. Uh, the next box is going to be the fifth one here is, um, and not box, but like categories, I guess the subcategories, right, uh, is going to be inquiries. So inquiries only make up 10% of your FICO. However, um, banks judge you in a couple of different ways. If you have too many inquiries, then it's going to look like you're desperate. It's going to look like you're searching around for too much credit too soon. Um, and they, they don't like that, okay? So you want to remove all of those those uh, hard inquiries if you can. And we have techniques to be able to guarantee it and remove it within 24 hours. Um, there's other techniques that take a little bit longer, but, um, but it's important, like if it's not attached or um, even if it is in some cases, you know, they might close the account and we can show you how to get it reopened and not affect and then still taking a chance that they might actually not re-add that hard inquiry back on there. So there's a lot of savvy stuff you can do with it, uh, but the lower, the better for your inquiries. If you have uh, one to two, that's okay. If you're at like five to six, it's a big, it starts getting like really dangerous for you. Uh, you could easily get an automatic denial. And then if you have nine plus, you can almost forget about it. Certain banks like American Express, they don't care about hard inquiries, so you'll be fine. Um, but just understand that there are three bureaus, TransUnion, Equifax, Experian, and they are all going to have, you know, a different uh, score, different hard inquiries from wherever that bank or lender pulled from. Um, so you want to be able to, if you got any hard inquiries, you want to remove them quick, ASAP, so that before the 30 days uh, or whenever that new account does pop up, uh, it's, it's not on there and affecting you for the next two years. Okay, so after you look at your whole six boxes and you address that, you fix that, you're good to go, then we're gonna move on to the second part, um, which is step two is freeze the third-party agencies. There's hundreds of third-party agencies. I'm only asking you to freeze four of them. And it's not mandatory, but if you have anything that it like actually needs fixing, I highly recommend freezing these four uh, third-party agencies, they're data collecting companies at the end of the day, uh, and they collect this data and they're very good at it and they sell it to the lenders, uh, the banks, and even the credit bureaus sometimes for a heck of a lot less than what the credit bureaus would sell it to the banks for. So that's why a lot of these, um, these different lenders or even bureaus themselves actually will verify information through these uh, third-party agencies, right? So LexisNexis, SageStream, Innovis, and ARS are four ones, uh, third-party agencies that you definitely want to address and freeze them if you have any type of uh, credit repair that's needed um, to remove those hard inquiries and so forth, okay? 
because if it can't be verified because the these third-party agencies are frozen, then you know you can get it deleted off your main credit bureau, and uh, that can help you out. Before caution here, before you actually do your mass apply, I do recommend, however, to unfreeze those third-party agencies so you can just get the automatic approval and it doesn't take longer to get their decision. Okay, you can. Um, get automatic denials if those are frozen, depends on which bank you go with, uh, but they can give you some automatic denials for the simple fact that they tried pulling through a third-party agency instead of the actual credit bureaus and they couldn't because it was frozen, okay? So just be mindful of that. It's not the end of the world. If you didn't get a hard inquiry, it's not a waste. You just gotta unfreeze it and then reapply. Okay, uh, the step three is basically generating a list. Um, the, so you want to get a huge list together, uh, the, the best credit cards of the best that you want to apply for. Now, when I say get this list together of the best of the best credit cards, what you want to do is, um, go to uscreditcardguide.com. And you can also just simply Google, um, credit cards, like for like, there's thousands of credit cards out there worldwide. and um, there's a ton that are just junk that give you 1%, if any, some don't give you any percent back, no rewards, no benefits, just a credit card, um, with low limits. Like you don't want those. I would stay away from most retail credit cards. Uh, ladies, I'm definitely talking to you because I know that's notorious to stack up on, um, you know, some retail credit cards. Don't do that. Don't go after all those amazing offers. If you shop at one location a ton, then maybe go after one, but don't do it after that. Just, you know, keep it, keep it as that. Um, but you should be building up this list to about 60 to 70 roughly uh, of all the credit cards. And how, how these credit cards work is like, understand that there's certain categories of building out the credit card list. It's, there's uh, insurance credit cards that are going to give you protection when traveling or car insurance or uh, cell phone insurance, you know, so all those things are crucial. I definitely recommend at least one of those. I recommend a, a traveling credit card. I recommend a several cashback uh, credit cards. Um, you know, all of these are, and then there's 0% interest credit cards. So, you know, all of these need to be considered when you're actually building out your list. You don't want to go with just all regular credit cards or just 0% interest credit cards. You know, you want to kind of mix all these in. There's business credit cards as well. I want you to put into this list, whether you have a business or not, uh, be mindful of this. You can easily get, if your score is right and you're at the 800 range, you want to be at 780 to 800 FICO score before doing this mass apply application sequence to be able to get the best of the best results and to get that 90% success rate. Okay. Um, so doing so, it's, it's going to put you in the best category. You can get business credit cards, PGing it, that's personally guaranteeing it, and um, remove the hard inquiry afterwards. It won't even show up on your actual personal credit report, and you have a bunch of credit cards that you can utilize and maximize to the, the next level, to the full potential, uh, just like the banks do. That's what I, that's the biggest thing of like, doing credit hacking here is simply understanding how the banks and lenders are judging you and how to be able to play the game and, and be like, do exactly what they're doing to us. We give them our money. They give us nothing in return, basically, you know, 0.001%, something crazy. And then they flip it and sell it back to us with mortgages, um, with personal loans, business loans, auto loans, and make 35 X on it. Okay, so we are taking the credit that they're giving us and we are putting it to work as well. And we've purchased properties with credit cards. We've completed all of our remodels with credit cards, uh, which is like insurance because contractors don't screw us over nearly as much, nearly as much. Um, if you're smart with it and paying with credit cards, you'll never get screwed over, you know, doing that. And then uh, we've done hard money lending with credit cards and we started several other businesses with credit cards. So you can do the exact same thing and be able to put it to work just like banks do. Um, 
but utilize uscreditcardguide.com. It's going to help you out tremendously. And then uh, the next step, step four, is going to be categorizing the, the credit cards that you just got in, uh, in its order, uh, like which bank it goes with. If you have uh, several that are all mixed up for Bank of America, U.S. Bank, Chase, uh, you know, small credit unions, put them in their certain category that they go to uh, because it's important to understand um, one of these next steps coming up is actually narrowing it down and understanding, you know, the rules that each of these banks have because it's, it's very, very crucial. Um, and I'll, I'll dive deeper into that in just a moment. So the, the next step is going to be step five. So this is basically narrowing down the credit card list down to about 20, um, running it through credit boards. So write that down, credit boards. Uh, that's going to help you guys out understanding basically uh, somebody else that has applied and they're going to give the data points of uh, their personal FICO, what they said during the application, and overall where the lender pulled from uh, and what they got actually applied or what they got approved for or denied and so forth so that you can know more of the data points and actually be able to get the similar results by saying similar things. Okay, so be mindful that certain areas nationwide are gonna be different. And it's, it's crucial to know that. So doing the research on data points will help you out drastically. Um, and basically eliminating any of the credit cards that just don't fit that criteria. And, um, and basically like a pro tip here is uh, before applying for any credit card, it is very important to go to credit boards and just search for the credit cards that you want to see if you will even qualify for that credit card. Um, on credit boards, it will give you data pools, which means that you will see actual data and the criteria needed to be approved. Um, there are certain, I don't want to jump the gun. There are certain rules. Okay, this is step eight. I'll, I'll dive into that in a second, but um, there are certain like rules of thumb that uh, each bank has. Like the, you guys might've heard the five and 24 rule. And that's with Chase. They also have a one and 30 day rule, a one and 30 rule. That means you can only get one credit card from Chase within 30 days. And the five and 24 rule means you, uh, if you've been approved for more than five credit cards in the last 24 months, that's two years, then they will automatically deny you, even if you have an 850 perfect FICO score. Okay. Um, so just be mindful of that there's a lot of rules and it's important that all banks have their own certain types of rules and you need to know all those so that you can help put your application sequence, your actual sequence, like the credit cards in the right order and not mess up any of those rules. Um, so the next step is step six, and that's identifying the credit bureau pools for each card. Um, this is, this is something you can get this information on credit card guide, uh, or you can simply Google it. I know that sounds crazy, but just like Google, Hey, where does chase, uh, you know, which credit bureau does chase pull from which credit bureau does, uh, this bank pull from, you know, it's not that hard. You're going to get some quick answers right there. You can call up to the bank. You can ask them. I don't necessarily recommend that because nine times out of 10, man, they are even managers I speak to just retarded and they don't know it's the ignorance behind it. They're just clueless. Uh, they've told me, so I, I can't even, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole because it, it's very frustrating of um, managers in positions that have been there 10, 15 years uh, misguiding the client, me, because I'm more educated and I'm asking the right questions and they are just guiding myself or other people um, for like disaster uh, because they're uneducated. So, and it's, it's not their fault. They're just, nobody's teaching them and they're not doing their own research and it's just not a priority. So uh, it's, it's very, it's like the blind leading the blind in the banks, which is very sad. Uh, it's not all banks, but I've, I've seen it a lot of times. Um, so just be mindful of that. 
Uh, I would just do your own research online, uscreditcardguide.com, creditboards.com, just Googling it, okay? Um, the next step is uh, step seven, and add, what that is is basically add the bank policies right next to each uh, credit card. So um, the policies that each bank has can be, it can range from all different things. Uh, some banks, what I mean by policies is like some banks won't give you a credit card if they don't have a relationship with you, meaning you have to open up a bank account with them. Uh, and that's something that I recommend for all banks, not just the ones you like that don't need it. There's some that are mandatory that need it. And there's others that they could care less if you have a relationship or not. But I would still recommend having a checking and savings account, at least on the personal side with them, just because it increases your odds so much more as they look at the relationship that they have with you. Okay. So they're judging you off your credit report, but then they're also looking at the relationship they have with you. How many products and services are you taking advantage of from them? And how long have you been with them? Is it just a savings account or is it a personal checkings and savings? Is it business checking and savings? Do you have several businesses with them? Are you taking out a personal loan, a business loan? Is it a mortgage, auto? Like how many different products and services, a CD? Uh, how much are you taking advantage of and how long have you been with them? And then thirdly, on top of that bank relationship is how much money is actually in the accounts with them. Uh, they have certain rankings and uh, I probably have it somewhere in my notes right here, but uh, I know to be able to get into a decently good ranking is going to be putting $10,000 or more in your bank account. And you should do this for roughly bare minimum one full month, like a statement closing date, but ideally three to six months having money going in and out. And if you want to get to the best category, then it's going to be over $100,000 placed in the, those bank accounts. And like I said, uh, the longer, the better. Three to six months will put you in a great stance and taking advantage of several products and services from them, having multiple accounts, it's gonna put you in a uh, very good uh, position. So just keep that in mind, but all banks have their own policies. You can simply look up, Google that bank and look at the fine print at the bottom of, uh, you know, or simply just Google that bank and their policies. Uh, with those, um, sometimes you can call up to the bank and they will know more often uh, because they see it during the applications of like, oh, you don't have a bank account with us. Sorry, like you're not going to be able to get approved with this account or this credit card or this HELOC uh, for a mortgage because, you know, you don't actually have a relationship with us. You don't have a bank account. So um, some of them will know that more often than any of the other rules of thumb. Um, and then the next one is going to be uh, step eight, and that's eliminate any credit cards in your list that do not comply with the bank policies, as well as um, start to highlight the best credit cards that you want to apply on your list. Uh, but just understand that like this does like the, the credit card rules is, is what I'm about to dive into. It's very, very crucial that you start understanding the rules for each bank. So um, so basically just ask yourself, does the bank rule uh, let you apply for more than one credit card at a time? If, if the rule says two in 30 days um, and there are two credit cards which you want to apply for from the bank, then uh, can, like then you can obviously, but if it says one in 30 days and uh, and then you're trying to get more than that. What I recommend to do around those is instead of applying online, I would recommend going in person and building a relationship with a manager. And sometimes they can overturn some of the rules that they have, some of like the, the policies that they have, like Chase, the five and 24 rule. I was able to break that and get six and 24. We've had several students be able to break it and get seven and 24 by simply having a relationship with a bank manager and doing it in person. So when it automatically gets denied for that, they can overturn it and get it approved. So little things like that can be super crucial. 
let me just go down the list really quick of uh, some examples of uh, figuring out the, the rules for each bank. And what I recommend is simply Googling this. Like you can start off by, uh, you know, simply Google uh, five and 24 bank rule of thumb and, uh, and all the other banks or something, you know, and it's going to pop up the full list. Trust me, you'll be able to find it. But uh, so Barclay, for example, they have one every eight days. Uh, City, they have a five and 64 rule. U.S. Bank, they have one every 30 days. Capital One, one every six, uh, six months. Uh, Chase, we already said five and 24 rule and two and 30. Wells Fargo, one and 30. Uh, Bank of America, they have a two, three, and four rule. American Express, you can get uh, two non-charge, uh, like, um, charge cards every, every day, but, um, but they have a 90 day rule as well that you can get, um, no more than two cards, like actual credit cards with them, uh, within 90 days. So if you get more than that, you automatically get denied no matter what your situation or credit or money in the bank and all this other stuff. So just be mindful of that, that, uh, you know, you can have up to four cards with them now. You can get chase cards every day, uh, the charge cards every day, but um, with American Express, but they, for their regular credit cards that aren't charge cards, it's going to be two every 90 days. Um. Navy Federal, they got two every 30 days, Discover one, uh, one a year, you know? So all these things are very crucial. You wanna make sure that your list is on point and that you're not shooting yourself in the foot. Um, yeah, and just be mindful of that. Like for Discover, for example, uh, I would go after the business credit card of Discover because the first year they give you 3% cash back. And then after that, it's 1.5% cash back. Uh, for for each and every month moving forward. Um, now, the personal side of Discover, you can get the Discover It card. It's an easy card to get approved for. However, it's it's a one percent cash back on everything, and then they have categories of five percent cash back uh, at certain locations every quarter. But the max is fifteen hundred dollars, so the max you can get at five percent is seventy five dollars bonus. You know, which is cool, but uh, you can get a heck of a lot more on business at 1.5% on everything. And like I said, the first year, 3% cash back on everything, it definitely helps out a ton. So um, the step nine is basically just rearranging all of these credit cards by how they view the inquiries. Uh, looking up, you know, you should have basically make a spreadsheet of this or put it on paper and you should have all the policies, the uh, bank rule of thumb, where they pull from, uh, and how they care about inquiries or not. And then you'll start being able to put the, the credit cards in certain order um, and, and just place them from the top where banks care the most about inquiries. Put those at the top of the list, like Chase, for example. And then towards the bottom, you can put the, the credit cards that uh, like AMAX said, they just don't care about the hard inquiries, right? So just be mindful of that and that will help you out tremendously. Uh, a good little rule of thumb here that I recommend is actually doing two cards. And there's a rule of thumb. It's not the holy, you know, it's not the, the way to do it. It's just typically a good set of uh, instructions to go by is apply for two credit cards from each bank. And you can do business or personal, a mixture of both, or however you want to do it. But most will somewhat allow you to do that. Like I said, that doesn't fit with all banks. Like I already read, uh, Capital One is one every six months um, and, and so forth. Discover, that's one a year. So that's not going to work with all banks. But don't just look at the big, huge banks, the big names that you hear all the time. There are hundreds upon hundreds of small local banks in your backyard that you pass on a regular day that you don't even notice or look at because they don't do enough marketing and it's just a small local bank, random name behind it, okay? So you can look up on the SBA, uh, the, the actual lenders that are giving the, the most type of lending 
that did the the most funding in you know by year and that should help you out within your own backyard uh, or just simply look up google banks uh in in your local area and you'll see dozens pop up and then you can actually start you know calling them building the relationships and so forth opening up bank accounts um but yeah if you if you actually like go for two credit cards um rough rule for each uh from each bank and understand like where they pull from then then it's going to set you up for success um what i recommend is figure out this is what i would do and this is what i've done with a lot of different students i recommend to freeze transunion and equifax prior it's very quick and easy you can google freeze transunion uh, phone number and within three minutes of a couple prompts for transunion and equifax you can type in your information freeze those uh, two accounts and you can unfreeze it the same way but uh, doing so then it's going to force and push uh, some of these banks that would normally pull from TransUnion and Experian to just ideally, the whole goal here is to pull just from Experian. The reason I recommend that is because if you can get them to pull over there, then we can show you how to remove those hard inquiries very quickly within a couple hours. Uh, no stress, guaranteed, we can do it for you or we can teach you how to do it. And it's gonna save you so much time and it's, not going to look like it's on there at all it's not going to hurt your score and that's going to be amazing for you so um, the worst case scenario is that if you apply and uh it gets denied because basically it says hey we tried pulling your credit report it was frozen then it's no sweat you just unfreeze it and then you apply the next day it's not hurting you whatsoever it's just uh took up a little bit of time and it's something very simple to be able to overcome another thing that you can do is apply uh, if you're going to apply from your computer, then um, then you can either go incognito mode or underneath your personal and uh, pull up two different tabs. I don't recommend more than two because it gets very, it's not going to work, bottom line. Like uh, people used to do this back in the day. It doesn't work like it, it used to. Pull up two tabs and you can fill out the application completely before hitting submit, do it to the other one. And then you can hit submit basically at the same time going from uh, one tab to the other. And the whole goal is if you do it within about three seconds, then ideally they would pull the same credit report from that bureau. And it would only be one hard inquiry on your account, um, which can help you out, you know, uh, less uh, hard inquiries on there. Um, and if you can't remove them for any which reason, then it's not going to be a huge impact on your, your credit uh, profile. Um, Another bonus that I want to give to you guys is so after you do the um, okay, so I would also recommend going for business credit cards first, like I said, and after you get approved with them, just personally guaranteeing it, you remove the hard inquiry and then you do the application sequence on the personal side. Um, this will allow you to get 20, 30, 40 credit cards very quick and easily, honestly. We just had a student apply for 18 credit cards and he got 16 approved just on the business side. And now he's about to do the personal side. So uh, I know it works. I've done it myself. I do it every six months myself, unless I have a mortgage or something going on. Uh, that's the only time I recommend not like actually wait until you're done with your mortgages and afterwards you can apply right away and keep it moving. Um, and afterwards, remove the hard inquiries as soon as they come in. You got a couple of days before there are certain accounts, credit cards, after it's approved, uh, then it will take about 30 days to pop on your account. And then it's linked from hard inquiries to account section, it's linked. If um, there's some credit cards though that are starting to become a heck of a lot faster within about a week or so. So I do recommend to remove those hard inquiries as soon as possible before that new account actually pop up underneath your account section. Remember, only personal is going to show up on there. Uh, most 99% of business credit cards are going to be underneath the business, not underneath your personal. You'll just get the hard inquiry, easy to remove afterwards. If you get denied, you can remove the hard inquiry whenever at your convenience, uh, no stress. Um, there's only a small, very few 
uh, business credit cards that will pop up underneath the personal, you know, with personal guaranteeing it like Discover and Capital One business credit cards. So just keep those in mind. Um, and uh, let me see. And then, yeah, I mean, the last step basically at step 10 is just apply for the credit cards. Don't overthink this. There is a certain way that you want to, they're, they're always going to ask you the same questions. Um, what's your job occupation? How long have you been doing it? What's your annual income? Uh, do you rent or own? And do you, uh, what is that payment per month? They might ask you uh, how much you are requesting in a credit line. Okay, so understand on these things, they're all very crucial. You don't want to shoot yourself in the foot and say the wrong thing or else you could easily get uh, denied or just get the lowest limits. If you're used, used to seeing uh, very small limits on your credit cards, understand that it's this last process of what you're saying in your application, either over the phone or on the computer, that's messing you up. And understand that it's stated income, it's stated everything. You know, uh, if they put you underneath a financial review, then you'll have to turn in actual documents and then they will give you whatever, you know, you actually qualify for, but it's not the end of the world. Uh, don't shoot yourself in the foot by stating if you make under hundred K don't put that on your application. You will get a very low limit. Um, also they're going off of statistics. If you say you're a teacher because you are a teacher, uh, you better be a PhD, like, uh, you know, college professor, because it's not, um, it's not going to help you out whatsoever, uh, because they go off of statistics. And, and if you've been in business for yourself for a year or two, I wouldn't say that either, because uh, statistics show that businesses fail within the first uh, two years. And until it's five years plus, it's not stable. So, you know, five to seven plus years is what I would recommend. A lot of different moving pieces that add up to the big piece of the pie here. Um, and it's, it can be overwhelming doing it your first time. I do highly recommend spend time and education on all these different moving pieces, these 10 steps and all the other little subcategories below it to really be able to make sure that you do prepare yourself and set yourself up for success be doing, before actually doing the application. But understand that don't overcomplicate this. The worst thing that can happen is that you either get denied and you remove the hard inquiries later or, uh, or you learn from it. And that, you know, in six months you can redo this again. Um, and you can try it out on friends, family as well. And if they're cool with it. So, um, and then the last final thing that I'll leave you guys with is if you do get denied for any reason, I want you to stop there. If you, if you have a 10, 15, uh, credit card application sequence, and you get denied on the third one, that's a red flag. Uh, I, I might give you permission to do like one more credit card, but if you get denied for that again, I would highly recommend stop. Okay, stop. And you got to figure out what the reason is for these getting denied and then hit the reconsideration line. Okay. But if you're getting denied very soon in the beginning, you should get denied towards the end. And if you get denied towards the end, that's okay. Um, just hit the reconsideration line afterwards. And uh, and yeah, I mean, you should be able to overturn a lot of the reconsideration line um, and get them approved or just understand that, hey, I hit my limit at this point. I got to move on to the next phase of this. And once you get all these credit cards, then, um, you know, actually start utilizing them, make sense of them, build up the relationship, take advantage of bonuses, sign up bonuses, season the cards and treat them well, pay them off before the statement closing date, uh, put them in rotation, have your spreadsheet so you, that you can stay organized and, um, and capitalize on each and every one of the cards so that uh, you can just switch the hands of what the banks have been doing to us for the longest time and start implementing it and doing it for yourself uh, to really capitalize on this stuff. So um, that's what I got for you guys today. And I hope you guys really took notes on this. I hope that it was extremely valuable. Um, it's, it's changed my life in so many different ways. And I know it has for many of my other clients as well. And I know it, it can be for you if you take action on this stuff. So, um, as always hit that subscribe button for ready, set, go real estate investing podcast it is my passion. It's, it's everything that, 
that like it, it's all geared towards educating, motivating, and preparing you to take action. So I hope that's what we accomplish here today. I know that we have. And um, after you leave a review, uh, make sure, well, vice versa, after you subscribe, make sure that you leave a review. And uh, after you do so, share it out to somebody and then reach out to us on uh, Instagram. It's Brandon Elliott Investments and just DM me, send me a screenshot of you subscribing, leaving a review and sharing it out. And I will send you my book, Action Driven, absolutely free. And, um, or you can reach out to me on facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. If you need any credit repair done for you services, what you can do is check out uh, Credit Council, sorry, creditrepairmobile.com. If you're looking to actually get educated, like deep dive into the education of how the banks and lenders are judging you, how to be able to play the game on a whole different level behind this and fix your credit um, very quickly or other clients of yours. And then being able to build up credit. I'm talking several six figures on a regular basis, even up to seven figures in funding and more, much more, uh, getting your FICO score up to 800s within 30 days or less. And then lastly, once you have all that credit, putting it to work, starting Walmart automation stores, uh, buying businesses, buying, doing hard money lending with it. Um, jumping into real estate, purchasing properties with it, making the credit work hard for you by leveraging it and travel hacking and manufacturer spending, you name it. And if you're interested in that, then what you want to do is check out creditcounselelite.com and you can apply on there to see if it's a good fit. It's not for everybody, but if it is a good fit, then we'd love to have you. What we have is a private Facebook group. Um, there's 60 plus people in there currently. And um, small accountability groups. You get one-on-one -on -one access to me. Uh, there's an online on-demand course with a ridiculous amount of hours. If anybody has ever asked me, two different people ask me the same question at different times, I've always made a video on it so that uh, we can really over-deliver with as much value as possible on there. And then lastly, every two weeks on a Tuesday, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we jump on a group Zoom call to go over deep dive into education, as well as uh, roses and thorns, wins of the week, and anything you guys are struggling with. Plus, we dive into Q&A for hours uh, for people to network and also uh, just to make sense and do business together and answer any questions that you might have. So I know it's been extremely valuable for me, for so many other people in the group. And if it's a good fit for you, then what you want to do is just apply to see if it's a good fit on creditcounselelite.com. Uh, with that being said, guys, I appreciate so much spending the time with me. I love you guys all so, so much. Uh, make sure you share this out, comment, uh, leave a review, subscribe, and we'll see you on the next one. God bless. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit brandonelliottinvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.